Section 14 of An Essay Concerning Human Understanding, Book 2, by John Locke. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 20 Of Modes of Pleasure and Pain 1. Amongst the simple ideas which we receive both from sensation and reflection, pain and pleasure are two very considerable ones. For as in the body there is sensation barely in itself, or accompanied with pain or pleasure, so the thought or perception of the mind is simply so, or else accompanied also with pleasure or pain, delight or trouble. Call it how you please. These, like other simple ideas, cannot be described, nor their names defined. The way of knowing them is, as of the simple ideas of the senses, only by experience. For to define them by the presence of good or evil is no otherwise to make them known to us than by making us reflect on what we feel in ourselves upon the several and various operations of good and evil upon our minds as they are differently applied to or considered by us two things then are good or evil only in reference to pleasure or pain that we call good which is apt to cause or increase pleasure or diminish pain in us or else to procure or preserve us the possession of any other good or absence of any evil and on the contrary we name that evil which is apt to produce or increase any pain or diminish any pleasure in us or else to procure us any evil or deprive us of any good by pleasure and pain i must be understood to mean of body or mind as they are commonly distinguished though in truth they be only different constitutions of the mind sometimes occasioned by disorder in the body sometimes by thoughts of the mind three pleasure and pain and that which causes them good and evil are the hinges on which our passions turn and if we reflect on ourselves and observe how these under various considerations operate in us what modifications or tempers of mind what internal sensations if i may so call them they produce in us we may thence form to ourselves the ideas of our passions Four thus any one reflecting upon the thought he has of the delight which any present or absent thing is apt to produce in him has the idea we call love for when a man declares in autumn when he is eating them or in spring when there are none that he loves grapes it is no more but that the taste of grapes delights him let an alteration of health or constitution destroy the delight of their taste and he then can be said to love grapes no longer five on the contrary the thought of the pain which anything present or absent is apt to produce in us is what we call hatred 
were it my business here to inquire any further than into the bare ideas of our passions as they depend on different modifications of pleasure and pain i should remark that our love and hatred of inanimate insensible beings is commonly founded on that pleasure and pain which we receive from their use and application any way to our senses though with their destruction but hatred or love to beings capable of happiness or misery is often the uneasiness or delight which we find in ourselves arising from a consideration of their very being or happiness thus the being and welfare of a man's children or friends producing constant delight in him he is said constantly to love them but it suffices to note that our ideas of love and hatred are but the dispositions of the mind in respect of pleasure and pain in general however caused in us six the uneasiness a man finds in himself upon the absence of any thing whose present enjoyment carries the idea of delight with it is that we call desire which is greater or less as that uneasiness is more or less vehement where by the by it may perhaps be of some use to remark that the chief if not only spur to human industry and action is uneasiness for whatsoever good is proposed if its absence carries no displeasure or pain with it if a man be easy and content without it there is no desire of it nor endeavour after it there is no more but a bare valiety the term used to signify the lowest degree of desire and that which is next to none at all when there is so little uneasiness in the absence of any thing that it carries a man no farther than some faint wishes for it without any more effectual and vigorous use of the means to attain it desire also is stopped or abated by the opinion of the impossibility or unattainableness of the good proposed as far as the uneasiness is cured or allayed by that consideration this might carry our thoughts farther were it seasonable in this place seven joy is a delight of the mind from the consideration of the present or assured approaching possession of a good and we are then possessed of any good when we have it so in our power that we can use it when we please thus a man almost starved has joy at the arrival of relief even before he has the pleasure of using it and a father in whom the very well-being of his children causes delight is always as long as his children are in such a state in their possession of that good for he needs but to reflect on it to have that pleasure eight sorrow is uneasiness in the mind upon the thought of a good lost which might have been enjoyed longer or the sense of a present evil nine hope is that pleasure in the mind which every one finds in himself upon the thought of a profitable future enjoyment of a thing which is apt to delight him ten 
fear is an uneasiness of the mind upon the thought of future evil likely to befall us eleven despair is the thought of the unattainableness of any good which works differently in men's minds sometimes producing uneasiness or pain sometimes rest and indolency twelve anger is uneasiness or discomposure of the mind upon the receipt of any injury with a present purpose of revenge thirteen envy is an uneasiness of the mind caused by the consideration of a good we desire obtained by one we think should not have had it before us fourteen these two last envy and anger not being caused by pain and pleasure simply in themselves but having in them some mixed consideration of ourselves and others are not therefore to be found in all men because those other parts of valuing their merits or intending revenge is wanting in them but all the rest terminating purely in pain and pleasure are i think to be found in all men for we love desire rejoice and hope only in respect of pleasure we hate fear and grieve only in respect of pain ultimately in fine all these passions are moved by things only as they appear to be the causes of pleasure and pain or to have pleasure or pain some way or other annexed to them thus we extend our hatred usually to the subject at least if a sensible or voluntary agent which has produced pain in us because the fear it leaves is a constant pain but we do not so constantly love what has done us good because pleasure operates not so strongly on us as pain and because we are not so ready to have hope it will do so again but this by the by fifteen by pleasure and pain delight and uneasiness i must all along be understood as i have above intimated to mean not only bodily pleasure and pain but whatsoever delight or uneasiness is felt by us whether arising from any grateful or unacceptable sensation or reflection sixteen it is farther to be considered that in reference to the passions the removal or lessening of a pain is considered and operates as a pleasure and the loss or diminishing of a pleasure as a pain seventeen the passions too have most of them in most persons operating on the body and cause various changes in it which not being always sensible do not make a necessary part of the idea of each passion for shame which is an uneasiness of the mind upon the thought of having done something which is indecent or will lessen the valued esteem which others have for us has not always blushing accompanying it eighteen i would not be mistaken here as if i meant this as a discourse of the passions they are many more than those i have here named 
and those i have taken notice of would each of them require a much larger and more accurate discourse i have only mentioned these here as so many instances of modes of pleasure and pain resulting in our minds from various considerations of good and evil i might perhaps have instanced in other modes of pleasure and pain more simple than these as the pain of hunger and thirst and the pleasure of eating and drinking to remove them the pain of tender eyes and the pleasure of music pain from captious uninstructive wrangling and the pleasure of rational conversation with a friend or of well-directed study in the search and discovery of truth but the passions being of more concernment to us i rather made choice of instance in them and show how the ideas we have of them are derived from sensation and reflection End of section 14